This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Strange Days. You know you want it. I do like a good squid. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy, and I didn't yell at you or ask you any weird personal facts, which means that Horse Lanta is not here today, but he did want to leave a message for you all. Horse noise. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's weird that's the can... end of the soundboard. Yeah, that's <laughs> the end of the soundboard for the episode. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's all we get. And we uh... watch Strange Days. As suggested by me, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think I was the only one aware of this movie. <laughs> That's true. I like to call it. I do like to call it a prequel to a hardcore Henry, which uh, or Harry. I forget which one it is. Uh, but we'll get into that as we go into the movie. But yeah, I suggested this one for a park of cyberpunk October. Yeah, I can't think of which, a clever portmanteau for that. I can't either. It probably will bleed into November a little bit too, but you know, whatever. We started late, we'll end late. Yeah, we do what we want. It's our podcast. Yeah. We do not keep the trains running on time. No. Because we are not weird fascists. Let the trains do what they want, man. Yeah, man. Uh so Chris, how does this movie that I suggested start? We start in the far-flung future of 1999. <laughs> Which was four years in the future when this movie was released. Yeah. And boy, did they uh, come up with a big technological advancement in the four years. Yeah. Just one. Just just one, but it's pretty impressive. It is impressive. But yeah, so, okay, so it's 1999. Uh, it's, it's December, like, 30th. 29th, yeah. something like that. Like it is late December. We are on the Y2K uh, bubble. Yeah. They, uh, a guy's all like, hit me. And then static happens. And then we see some dudes. It looks like they're, they're in a car and it's all POV shot and they're gearing up for a robbery. Yeah, and one guy's like, hey, guys, I'm I'm recording, I'm recording. And the guy's like, dude, let me get the pantyhose over my face before you record my actual face. Yeah. For fuck's sake, dude. And keep in mind, this is like, you know, 1994, 1995. It's not like they just had a GoPro. The fact they were even filming this is wild. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, they had to invent the technology. Uh and I, th- I think I remember reading or watching a special somewhere. Like they had like six people running that rig. So just to, to be one person in POV, it took six people. Which is crazy. Which, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you tra- get some wild POV shots in this opening. I love this opening so hard. And they, uh, they decide they're going to load up to rob like a restaurant i think a thai restaurant i have i have found out due to the credits 
because uh, everybody's created, credited as Thai restaurant worker. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was a Chinese restaurant, but apparently it is Thai. And these guys have, they're gunned up pretty hardcore to rob a Thai restaurant. It seems totally excessive to rob this Thai restaurant with three crazy dudes with giant guns yep. for like $209. Yeah, there's like nobody's in the restaurant. There are no, there's what, two customers in the entire restaurant? They're not going to have a lot of cash on hand, folks. Yeah, like, when they you they get in the till, it looks like they literally have like $8 and ones in that thing. Yeah, then they, then they pull out the drawer and underneath the drawer, there's like some 20s or something. But yeah, it is, it is you know, which, you know, in current currency is probably like a worth of 40. So yeah, maybe $500 worth of cash they got out of this restaurant for having three guys storm it with guns. Yeah, seems like a bad return on your, you had to spend more than that on pantyhose and guns. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to get that nice, those nice, you know, smooth pantyhose that don't irritate your face. Yeah. Oops, that's the last that thing you want during a robbery is face irritation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it was. And then so there but then the cops show up and so they start running from the cops. Yeah. On the rooftops. Well, the one guy just like runs out the back door where the cops are. I don't know what his plan was, but it seemed bad. It, no, yeah, his, his plan was to get caught. Apparently. Yeah, I want to run out here and get shot immediately. Like, all right, you yeah. you do you, bud. Yeah. And then the, and other, then the two, other two, they run up the stairs, which leads to the apartment complex above the place, which is wild. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a mixed housing. You know, it's mixed use building, Chris. So it's stores and restaurants underneath, and then living quarters above. It's not uncommon in a city. Well, I don't live in no big fancy city. Yeah, I know. But yeah, my uh my wife's uncle, I guess technically great uncle, uh owned a building and it was a it was like a restaurant slash club on the first level and then it was apartments above and we went and visited them and like the whole like the whole time we were talking to them and drinking with them because they brought up some homemade wine, uh it was just like <laughs> underneath of us. So, yeah, that's pretty common in cities. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but so anyway, they, they make their way to the roof. Yeah. The one, uh, one guy jumps, like, the roof gap like you do. Like in the Matrix. Yeah. And keep in mind, the whole time, this is all, like, POV from the one guy. The one, yeah, the one it's all, it's all 100p POV. 100 POV. Uh, and, uh. Uh, and, um, yeah, and the other guy's like, I can do it. And he goes to jump and he makes his way almost all the way across. <laughs> yeah. And he lands like hanging by like his fingers off of the, the edge of the building, which again are two different people's hands. And somehow they're suspending this camera rig on the side of the building. Like it's actually a pretty technically amazing, uh, shot. And it's all one or two. Like, I mean, they, there's no cuts. So they did all of this in one fucking shot. And then he, they try to pull the, his compatriot tries to pull him up, but he doesn't. And so the guy falls to his death and that kicks uh Ray finds out of his, uh, little, uh, streaming 
trance. Yeah. And he's uh he's kind of upset. Cuz he doesn't do snuff, man. Yeah, that's not his deal. Cuz this guy, he he deals in the black market of I don't know. What are they they don't really call them anything specific tapes, I guess. So if you were play if you were playing the the tabletop role playing game Shadowrun, you would call this SimSense. Uh it's basically recorded sensations from someone that are played back into your brain. Yeah. I don't yeah, there's no real um Yeah, there's no real uh what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, they don't there's not like there's, an there's in no, universe name for it in the movie. Like tapes or something, really. Yeah, tapes or discs or recordings. Like they don't Yeah. They don't they don't have like a real fun cyberpunk term for them or anything. No, no. They're not like they're memory files or anything. And but you know. uh, we do find Yeah. And so yeah, so Ray Fiennes comes out of his uh his little trance and we find out that he is talking to some dude named tick. Yeah. Who is like the, uh, he's a guy who I guess produces these things like, or at least duplicates them. Yeah. He's part of the shadowy underground of all this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they do explain, we'll just get the background on this technology. Apparently it was originally developed by the police to use as uh, like, instead of wearing a wire, you could wear this like head rig underneath like a wig or something. And it would record all of your, uh, your sensory data. And then they could use that to, you know, instead of a wire to it for evidence. But then it quickly became part of the under like part of the black market where people would then record, you know, themselves having sex or themselves killing people or themselves doing whatever and then selling the recordings on the black market because you know people obviously i think i think it's pretty obvious if if you could like experience life from someone else's point of view you would pay to do so yeah or at the very least to have an experience you wouldn't have otherwise I ain't yeah. never gonna climb I mean, Mount Everest, but if I could spend a hundred bucks and just feel like I did, then why the fuck wouldn't I do that? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, and honestly, I was like, the thing is, like, I thought about this uh, years ago when like like peer to peer, you know, uh, file sharing was big. You know, Kazaa, BitTorrent, yada yada yada. Like, imagine how fucking um how fucking prevalent this would be if like. You know, like if I without someone's consent, like I, you know, you recorded like having sex with them, and then you just put it like on a fucking big torrent, and it, and like everyone could just download what it was like to feel like to have sex with whoever, especially if they were a celebrity. Like that would be people would pay thousands of dollars to, to you know experience what it'd be like to have sex with their favorite celebrity easily. Like it's it's insane how like. I, this this technology would have like just fucked up the entire world. <laughs> yeah, well, and and he's met up with uh, some guy in a shady bar, a lawyer. Yeah, and he he gives them the spiel. They do a pretty good job of like exposition in this because there's a lot of shit they have to like lay out for the tech, but they do a pretty yeah, good job of like 
talking to the copy yeah. guy and you get some of the, like the technical stuff and then talk to this lawyer guy who wants to get in into this stuff. So he's mm-hmm. given like the whole sales pitch, right? Like, yeah, it's like the sub subcutaneous quantum interference detector. Like basically it records like the, the rig that you put on your head. Yeah. It's like, it's just a bunch of like, like a, a, a bunch of electrodes connected like by like a fucking jelly sandal that goes on your head. And, uh, it record it, if you were recording, it records your experiences and then you could, you could also play back into your head someone else's experiences. Yeah. Is the big conceit. And, uh, yeah. So he's like, it gives the, gives the lawyer a taste, which apparently is what it feels like to be an 18 year old girl taking a shower. Yeah. Well, and that, I'm pretty sure, like, it's performative on the girl's part. I'm like, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to take a shower and wash my hair and wash my pits and, you know, like, make sure I scrub up underneath my boobs to get rid of the boob sweat. Like, no, it's, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, gentle stroking and, like, you know, fucking porn shit in there, too. But the lawyer's all for it. Yeah. But then a long-haired crazy man shows up, pulls a gun hey, on him. The- Thomas, good old Thomas Sizemore. Yeah. Pulls a gun on, um... The lawyer. On Well, not on the lawyer, on Ray right. Fines. Yeah, who is also, is it Lenny Nero is the character's name? <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. Yeah, it's just, it's a great name. I, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about it other than his character's name is Lenny Nero. It turns out that it was just a goof. He's just goofing. They're pals. They're both yeah. ex-cops. Yeah, both ex vice squad cops. Yeah. Uh, Tom Tom Sizemore got shot, so that's when he took his leave. Unclear what happened to Lenny Nero. He got busted by internal affairs or something. Like it's not real clear what he did, but maybe he was dealing like this stuff on the side or something. Is kind of the implication, I think. Yeah, he he did something not good, but also like any good cyberpunk slash dystopian future, it's like the cops suck. So I mean, being a bad yeah. cop isn't necessarily being a bad person. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, but that is how it is. And they uh, they're interrupted at the bar as they're drinking. Mm. By a girl who we saw earlier, which we didn't mention. Oh yeah, there was a whole girl being chased down a subway stairs and into a train by two cops. One of them is Vincent D'Onofrio with hair, which is a cursed image. Yeah, and another one is just the character actor who always plays assholes. Yeah, it's like William, like William Fitchner or something is the actor's name. He's that guy. Like. When you yeah. see him, that's exactly what you say to yourself. Hey, it's that guy. He always plays assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pull up his name and maybe I'll pull up some. I'll, I'll let you know some other things he's been in. But yeah, he's he, I just saw him. I was like, oh, God, I hate that guy. It is William Fitchner. Oh, good. Look at me. He's been in Crash, um, Drive Angry, Black Hawk Down, Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, uh Let's see. Recent things that I may have seen him in Veep. He was in Veep for one whole episode, apparently. Uh, 
let's go back. Let's rewind a little bit. I don't. I, it's so boring to go talk talk about someone's uh, IMDb, but this guy, like, you just see him. And you're like, I have seen him in so many things, but then I look through his IMDb. I'm like, I have not seen him in any of the. <laughs> he was an Independence no, Day resurgence. Virtuosity. Elysium. Ooh, we should do Virtuosity for Cyberpunk October. I forgot about that movie. Denzel Washington versus Russell Crowe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll add that to the list. But they're uh, they're chasing... She appears to be a sex worker... She is a commercial sex worker. She also apparently is wearing a wig because when they grab her to haul her out of the train, they grab her hair. Yeah. And she, uh, it comes off, but there's a, uh, a squid underneath, and they're like, fuck. They, she's just recorded whatever it is that we don't want her to have recorded, and now we really have to find her. Yeah, and I don't know. It's... It seems like uh, they don't mind just firing rounds in the middle of the subway at goddamn anybody. Yeah, like, it's wild. Because, like, it's a subway station. It's not big. And there's just people everywhere. Because subway station. And they're just, like, firing off shots. Also, did you notice that, Chris, that the guns in this movie don't sound like guns in other movies? Yes. They're way quieter. Yeah. I was, it was, it, it flatter. Like, they're not like, it, it, it was weird. I first time I heard a gunshot, and this, I was like, that's the, I mean, it's probably a more accurate gunshot, but it doesn't sound like you expect a gunshot to sound in a movie. It would have been real obnoxious. Yeah. To have but them yeah, be just, loud. But throughout this entire movie, the gunshots don't sound as we have been programmed to expect them to sound in movies. So I will say they don't sound right. Yeah, they don't. They don't sound like movie guns. Yeah. But the the commercial sex worker meets them at the bar, and she's and by like, them you mean uh, Lenny Nero and Max Sizemore. Yeah, that's definitely definitely his name. Yep, we're gonna, we're gonna give him his character's first name and his real last name. He's Max Sizemore. <laughs> And she wants to show uh, old Lenny something out in out in his car, which she had like a, one of the the tapes or whatever she had tossed yeah. in his car earlier. Her mini disc player disc she threw in there. And he goes out, but his car is being repossessed because um, he's bad at paying for things. Yes, because so, he is an entrepreneur, and sometimes has cash flow problems. Yeah, he tries to convince the guy to not take his car by first. He tries to cut him a check. Yeah, <laughs> like like that was gonna yeah. work. It's like, dude, your car is being repossessed because your check bounced. I am not gonna take a check from you. I am not a dumbass. Yeah, so so he's like, hold on a sec, let me go get some cash, keep my Rolex, and the guy just leaves. Yeah. And then he just pulls another quote-unquote Rolex out of his jacket and puts it on his wrist. Because <laughs> apparently he's just got a bunch of quote-unquote Rolexes that he owns. Yeah. 
Which gets called up a number of times. In various times of this movie, he's like, hey, maybe I could give you my Rolex. And people are like, I have a real one at home. Yeah, that's <laughs> It never worked. The Rolex trick never works this entire movie. And I think that's fucking hilarious. And I think, is it now or is it, did we skip it when he was watching sad tapes, making himself sad? I think it's after this. I can't remember. It's after this. Because, yeah, he goes home, puts on a, a recording of Juliette Lewis uh, skate, roller skating sexily around California. Yeah, in a confusing bikini bottom sweater mix. Combo. Yeah. yeah. And then they get home and they have the coitus. And... Yeah, and then it turns out, and then you find out that's actually one of his recordings. It's not like, it's not like a recording he bought. It was one he had made when he was dating Juliette Lewis, who he apparently is not dating anymore. Yeah, and that's why he's a sad boy. Because you gotta have faith. <laughs> I'm sorry, you gotta have faith. <laughs> so it's the next day. He calls his friend, noted security officer slash limo driver Angela Bassett to try to get a hand she needs a ride to go I don't know do nefarious shit she's a BBW a badass black woman yes Yes, that's what that stands for right yes I'm gonna (laughs) say yes yes uh, no, but she is badass in this movie. Um, she is. Yeah. But she has a job that she's trying to do, which is to pick up a Japanese businessman to give him a limo ride to somewhere else. And Rafe finds just totally like hijacks this whole situation. Yeah, totally grifts him into going to uh, the weird like BDSM nightclub abandoned warehouse. Yeah, that that uh, Firth is performing in. It's uh, it Juliet Lewis's character. Just FYI, it's a really unsafe place. Like I can't imagine if the fire marshal showed up here to prove of anything that's happening yeah. in there. Also, someone's getting knifed in there at some point. Oh, yeah, like on the rig. Yeah, like you just have to assume you're gonna get stabbed if you go there. Yeah, people are like walking on girders and shit. Like it's. Yeah, I, I there was a distinct lack of moon boots there, but other than that, yeah, it was like your standard punk industrial emo goth club. It looks fun. Smash them all together. Just, you know, that's what you got. Not probably where I would take a Japanese businessman, but what do I know? You're going to get him high? Well, he seemed to like it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he was he was all into the the squid recordings and uh, that that Lenny had. So then he goes and enjoys the club while Earth sings. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, but then Lenny goes up and talks to the guy running the AV tech. Well, no, because first he talks to Faith and her new boyfriend. Well, no. That is not her name, Chris. Say it properly. I ain't doing it. Come on. You have a red hat very close to you. You can you can do a uh, a uh, god damn it. 
Limp Biscuit lead singer impression. <laughs> Fred Durst, a Fred Durst impression. Just put on the Mario hat and say it properly. I'm always doing a Fred Durst impression. Yeah. I think everybody likes me more than they actually do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got a lot going on behind those blue eyes, Chris. <laughs> I have no idea what color your eyes are. I don't either. I don't see them often. <laughs> you just never look at a mirror? Try not to. I mean, it's probably better. It's just safer that way, really. Yeah. I don't want to be disappointed. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, yeah, so I guess, yeah, so Michael Wincott, who is the bad guy from The Crow, mm-hmm. is, uh, managing? Well, among other artists, yeah, he's like a manager, producer, m- music guy. guy thing. Yeah, he's an, he's a amorphously described music businessman. Yeah, and he represents f- Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and noted uh, rap star Jericho was Jericho one. Yes, Jericho one, who was killed very recently by the police in a traffic stop, along with one of his friends and a woman. But we don't the the official story right now is that it just happened. It was gang related yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. was... Uh, it's a one-off, like, it's kind of like a one-off uh, news story in the sh- movie, but it is, it, we were, we're going to highlight it because it does become important later. Yeah, and he, he also was very outspoken against the uh, police and their treatment of, well, he everyone. Would like to have, he would like to have coitus with the police. Yeah, which, you know. Yeah. Fair. So there's footage of him, you know, like uh, giving a rousing speech to a crowd. Like, yeah, he's like Malcolm X meets DMX. Yeah, he's kind of, kind of like uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Yeah, he's he's got that kind of like vibe. Yeah, he, he has big Chuck D energy. Yes. So he's talking to them. He being Nero. Yes. And music producer guy is like, fuck and off he's out of totally, here. And he's totally simping for faith. Yeah. And music producer guy is like, man, you gotta let this go. Like, she's not with you anymore. She's with me. Just, just fucking stop. You're an embarrassment. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, fair. You're, you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing her. You're, you're just a big embarrassment. Yeah, and I mean, also, it's clear immediately that he sucks, and she's not really into him. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is, like, there's just no, like, she has, like, there's no torch being held for him at all on her side. She's like, nope, we are, we were done, we're still done, we're gonna continue to be done, it's done. Yeah. The end. The end. So he has uh, his like bodyguard guy throw him out. Who is a former football player? Yeah. And the I, guy's like, nothing personal, but I'm going to have to beat you up now. 
And he, and and of course Lenny's like, hey, if I give you my Rolex, will you not beat me up? And he's like, no, nah, I got a real one at home, bud. Yeah. Uh, but but I do appreciate the fact that you recognized me. And Lenny's like, well, maybe could you just like not punch me in the face? And the guy's like, yeah, I could do that for you. Yeah. And then just beats him out, beats the crap out of him in the abdominal area. He. Well, no, okay, so the first time he gets thrown out, the guy just throws him out. Then he goes back oh, in. Yeah. Then he meets... Because he gotta go talk to his, his, his AV tech friend. Yeah. Who ain't got no legs. It's true. Yeah. And so Lenny hooks him up with a, uh, a SimSense disc of somebody running in the surf. Uh, a guy running in the surf and then passing some hot lady who's running the other direction who's like, hey... Um, but yeah, like I, that's the thing. Like I could totally understand why this technology became popular because yeah, like, you know, people who can't hear could have memories of, could experience memories of hearing things. People who can't see could experience memories of seeing things. People who like people like me who are never going to experience, I don't know, flying into space could, you know, experience that. Like there's the fact that you could just buy experiences on demand is an amazing tech. Like it is a world shattering technology. Yeah. It's equal parts. Like you could do some really amazing stuff and also some real horrible future fucking terrible oh, stuff. God. Oh yeah. You know, there's a market for videos or whatever recordings of people killing people. Be- and then there's some, and then the even the even worse side of it is recordings of people being killed, which is like Lenny's like, I don't deal in snuff. Like I don't, I don't deal in people dying. Cause that's God damn. I can't imagine what that would be like recorded and experienced later. Yeah. No, thank you. No. Zero. Thank yous, please. And is this so, okay. He meets up with him. Yep. Uh, he's given a, a an envelope that was addressed to him. Right. Yep. It says just says Nero on it. And he so he, when he gets beaten up, finally, he leaves and goes in back to Angela Bassett's uh, limo. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, you drive me home, but I got to lay in the back because I apparently have to, you know, take a hit of memories. Just to get back they to kinda normal. Tre- yeah, they kind of treat it like a cross between like. It's definitely got like a drug feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, they they like some people are super against it. It seems like you can get like hooked on addicted it. Addicted to it. Like at least at least like, you know, psychologically addicted to it. Yeah. Well, in Shadow in Shadowrun terms, they kind of treat some of it like that it's it's like their BTLs better than life's, but you're like memories like where the gain's been turned up or the volume's been turned up. And you can like burn your brain out with them, which we'll get to in a little bit in the movie. Um, but yeah, if Shadowrun deals a lot, the, the which is a tabletop role playing game, deals with this in a fairly comprehensive fashion. Yeah, and at some point you do enough of these things, and then you start having your classic uh, drug induced like paranoia and like yeah like you know and at that point like you kind of maybe get to like where it's like what's real and what's not yeah i've experienced other people's realities for so long maybe i don't 
connect with my reality so much anymore. Your senses probably get all bucked up. Yeah, you know, or just your sense of self, because you've been experiencing life as, you know, people of various genders, various races, various ages, various heights. Like, it's got to be, like, you get a little dissociative, probably, at some point. Yeah. But this is, uh, this particular tape is the girl, Iris, I think. Yes. From earlier, the one what got chased and tried to give him the tape that was in his car. Yeah, they got towed before he could get to it. Uh, boy, some bad stuff happens to her in this. Yeah, so, okay, so, like, someone breaks into an apartment next to her, or a hotel room next to hers, crosses, uh, like, the gap between the balconies, goes in there, uh, assaults her, and then, like, puts a squid device on her head and, like, is then piping in his, their own perceptions into her head as it's happening. So, like, they have her blindfolded, but they put it on her head so she can see from the kill, like, well, the attacker's point of view, what is happening to her, which is fucked. Yeah, that's super fucking messed up. Yeah, it's like a thousand kinds of fucked up. Jesus Christ. And so then, like, he pulls, like, a box cutter, which is the one with, like, the snap-off blades, not, like, a like a utility knife. Yeah. And, uh, like, cuts open her shirt and then rapes her while she can experience him raping her. Which is even more fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it, it, ah, it's not ah. not cool. No, super unpleasant. The I just the idea of it. I'm gonna be yeah. There's I'll be sitting around tomorrow at work and I'm just gonna go. Oh God, what's so fucked? Why would you? That's a terrible thing yeah, to like, done to a person. Yeah, like the only thing worse than being raped is experiencing the person raping you at the same time. Or what the person raping you feels at the same time. God damn it. Yeah. And it's then, but super that, fucked. But the attacker does kill her at the end. Yeah, chokes her. Yeah, chokes her out and then she dies. Uh, Nero doesn't handle it well, understandably. No. Yeah, no, like, I think he, he does have a negative reaction to it. As he should. I always saw it happen. I didn't feel <laughs> yeah. it happen, so... Yeah, ugh. God, yeah, the only thing... Ugh. Yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that he experienced what it felt like to rape someone. Ugh. Somebody knew. Yeah. Like yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't even like a random stranger. It was like... Yeah. Ugh, yeah, fuck. Cr- yeah, yeah. Ugh. Like, work like work friend at the very least. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah. I think is the operative yeah. term there. No, I think one hundred P gross is the uh, is the operative term there, Chris. Just to make so, it grosser for you. He uh he calls up Max and tells him he Max got Sizemore. Yeah, tells him what's up. <coughs> uh Angela Bassett's like, Well just go to the cops. It's like I can't go to the cops. I'm a illegal fucking tape dealer. Like they don't really yeah. like that yeah like hey I have this recording of someone being killed that I got illegally here let me just give it to the cops yeah it's the equivalent of like going to the cops because somebody stole your drugs it's like what are you doing like they're yeah. they're gonna be like cool or, 
Or someone like caused your friend to OD on the drugs that you own. And then you're like, here, here's these drugs that my that someone forced my friend to OD on. Can you track down the person who did it? And the cops would be like, oh, you dealing drugs? Yeah, yeah, cool. We'll, we'll do whatever as soon as we arrest you. <laughs> yeah. So um, Max Sizemore uses his connections with at the force, and he's going to get some info. Yep. Uh, and he has this horrible like long blonde hair that it's not like Fabio-esque in any way it looks it's just, like shit yeah it's like this like stringy dried out long bleached out hair it's really bad yeah so uh, Angela takes him home so he can rest up you know on account of the seeing the horrific tape and getting beat up yeah and just other, and you know, having his heart stomped on by his ex girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. And when he wakes up, there's another one of those envelopes shoved like in his window on the bars the on his ball. window. Yeah, because, you know, he lives in a not great place in LA. You know, he might be straight out of Compton. I don't know. He could be in the LBC somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea. LA's a big place, is all I know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of neighborhoods. I only know of a few of them. I do know that downtown LA is fucking dead at night because I had to. I spent. My wife had to fly out there for work. And so I flew out there with her and we like went to go out at night in like. Like downtown LA and there was just nothing going on. We're like, huh. They they were shooting a movie in the entrance of our hotel at one point, but other than that, that was the most interesting thing that was going on. Like we had to like walk a couple blocks to find a restaurant that was open. It was otherwise it was just everything was shut down because it was only open for business hours during the day because that's where all the business was happening. After that, no one gave a fuck. Eh. That's all I know of LA. That's more than I know. I also know about L.A. from rapper songs, rap songs, which is why I can reference Compton and the LBC. And that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I know Orange County. Is that part of L.A.? Uh, it's adjacent. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. So he opens up the envelope and it's got a got a tape in it. It's got a mini disc in it. And it is presumably the same guy what did uh well yeah because it has this weird blue tone over it which we don't see in other recordings in this movie like everything else is like you know like vivid technicolor like normal uh well okay assuming you have normal vision it is normal like what we would consider normal colors this one is all like kind of just blue yeah the, it's, just like a, it's like somebody turned the tin up yeah and it's uh, it's the same guy. You can tell because he's got the same like razor knife thing. Yeah, box cutter. And he just kind of goes into his apartment as he's asleep, scrapes him a little bit on the neck, and then leaves. Oh, it's like a hundred percent a power move. Like I could kill you. I could have killed you any time I want, but I didn't. But I want you to know so that you will shit your pants every hour of every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, and his successful mission because it immediately makes him go get his gun and get the fuck out of there. Yep. And is this when he goes to tick? Yeah. Angela Bassett loads up 
Um, well, they she grabs him, then she goes and grabs her family, and they move her, them to a safer location, just in yeah. case. Yeah, because she might have been ID'd. And then they go meet up with Tick to have him like take a gander. Yeah, it's the the, the guy who duplicates tapes. Yeah. And he's the one who's like, yeah, this is kind of fucked up. Like, not just, like, fucked up because like, it's fucked up, but, like, technically, like... Yeah, like, the guy maybe... Like, the, the person recording maybe has a brain injury or something like that. Like, there's something not, you know... Like, the, I, I hate to use the term, but not normal about this person. Yeah, it's not the what you would typically but like, see. But, like, physiologically normal. Yeah, like, something is wrong with this person that's causing the recording to be weird well different we won't say wrong Chris because we're not ableist I said weird well you said wrong as well something's wrong with this person I'll say something's different about this person fair enough and they decide that there's definitely something going on that they need to find they need to get to the car so they can get whatever she, she being yeah. Iris, shoved in the car. And we have skipped over, like, Ray F- Fine showing up at Ray's place a number of times to, like, try to, like, convince her that he should come, she should come back to him. And Michael Wincott being like, yeah, fuck you. And then sending uh, goons out to beat him up a number of times at this point. Yeah. It's not super important. Yeah, basically, it's just, you know, he's he, he's convinced that something is going on, that, that they're involved somehow, like the yeah. music producer guy is involved in all this. Yeah, well, but, but, and that might just be because she is with him now, and Rafe Fiennes doesn't want him to, her to be with him, but or be with Michael Wincott, but instead with himself. So it might just be like a, a sour grapes thing at this point. We're not a hundred percent certain what's going on. Yeah. So they head to the impound lot and break in him, mm-hmm. Nero and Angela Bassett. Yep. Where the, uh, the shady cops. Oh yeah. Uh, show up. No, yeah. Uh, asshole character actor and cursed, uh, officer VD. Officer VD, that's funny to me. Yeah, with the hair. Vincent D'Onofrio should not have hair. It's so terrible. Yeah. Tom Sizemore with hair is also kind of weird. Agreed. Yeah. Certain people shouldn't have hair. Like Horse Lanta. Horse Lanta should not have like long flowing locks. Well, he's in luck. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Horace Lanta with like Fabio hair, and it's it's a horrifying image in my head. Yes, he doesn't deserve a mane. No, no. Well, I mean, give him a if you give him a mohawk, it might not be bad. That could be like you know, like a mane because like a mane tend to just run down the the center of the head and neck. Yeah, he still has most of the hair in the middle. Okay, so listeners. Convince Horse Lanta to grow out a mohawk, please. Yeah, send him an email. Yeah. Which is at Brett Elliott138? Yeah. With 
two T's in Brett and in Elliot and two L's in Elliot at gmail.com. And zero. He has given this, he has given this, this email address numerous times. I'm not doxing him in any way. No, he did it already. Yeah. Convince him to grow a, uh, a Mohawk, please. Yeah. Give him zero context. Yeah. Just, just, just subject line, grow Mohawk body, of the te- body of the message, grow Mohawk. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. So they get uh they get the tape. Bad cops show up. Shootout ensues after the well. First the cops are like, "Where? Well, give us the thing." So he gives them a tape, and he's like, "Okay, yep. now now you'll let us go, right?" And they're like, "No, no." Haha, <laughs> you're funny. Why would you think that's how this was playing out? Yeah. Um, action sequence ensues. Well, they do dump a bunch of gasoline on the car on the limo. While um, while Angela Bassett and uh, Lenny are inside the limo, and then they light it up 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 with a uh, a, a flare, a road flare. Yeah, and it's on fire. And then, then she drives it into the ocean in order to put out the fire. Yeah, and they manage to escape thanks to the the shotgun in the trunk. The- the power of the shot, the variable power of shotguns. Uh, uh, I believe Matt will understand that <laughs> reference. Uh, the cops leave because they're like, eh, that's probably fine. They're probably dead. Probably. No bodies have come up in the last two minutes, so obviously they're dead. Yeah. And then they make their escape. They go to meet up with uh, Tig and Max. Because turns out he gave them a fake tape, and they have the real one that they were trying to get. Yeah, he gave up apparently one of his favorite tapes with faith, and um, yeah, and but they kept the tape that he was supposed to. Uh, but they go to they go to Tig's van, and his brain has been fried because someone put an amplifier in the uh, in line with the squid device. So he wasn't just getting memories; he was getting like memories like turned up to twenty five. Yeah, it was too much memories. Yeah, it cooked his cooked his brain, uh, but not thick enough to kill him. Like he's just kind of he's like Terry Shiavoed him. Yikes! <laughs> I mean, that's kind of really what it was. Yeah. Just, I mean, and and your American listeners will understand that reference. Maybe none of our outside of American re- listeners, but cooked his brain to the point where he was no longer cut. So since his brain was cooked to the point where he was no longer conscious, uh, they decide to go pursue another avenue of inquiry, that being faith. Well, first, first, uh, I think Nero has already oh, no. watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nero watches it and he's like, oh, shit, you have to watch this, Angela Bassett. Like, I can't just tell you about it. You have to experience it. And it, and I'm sorry this is going to be the first time that you ever, like, you know, wire up slash jack in whatever. Uh, but you have to experience this. I can't just tell you about it. And so we get to see uh, the POV of Iris when she's riding in a uh, Jeep or other kind of top-down, topless vehicle. Yeah, they say, uh, they say with, Jeep. Uh, a Jeep with Jericho one, his hype man, uh, another uh, commercial sex worker, and herself. 
and they're driving, they're, you know, just driving down the streets of LA when they get pulled over. By, yeah, by the, uh, the asshole cops. The terrible cops, yeah. And they, uh, who end up, who end up, like, and Jericho one's kind of just like, yeah, hey, you don't know who you, you don't know who you're fucking with. Like, my, my lawyer loves, like, spending my money fucking over people like you. Uh, like, let me guess, like, you just, you, you heard there was a description of two black men in a vehicle, so you pulled us over uh, for you basically for driving while black, and basically gives them a whole shit ton of lip, and then they just shoot him. Yeah, like because they are terrible people. Yep, they shoot him. They shoot the hype man. They shoot the one commercial sex worker, but Iris makes a break for it. Yep, she manages to run away, and presumably that's what leads to them chasing her through the subway later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there is a recording of the cops executing Malcolm X, basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, in the, the mid to late 90s, is basically would be like throwing gasoline on a powder keg and then throwing a, a, a match on top of it. Yeah, because they're already, tensions are super high between the. I mean, because this. The police. This was, re- yeah. I mean, this was released what a few years after the whole. Uh, was it Rodney Strong, Rodney King, and Rodney King? Jesus Christ, sorry. Um, yeah, Rodney King like riots where like when he was like just hauled out of his car and beaten by the cops for apparently no fucking reason. Uh, yeah, like it's this around the time where all the crash shit came out. Yeah, there's a whole lot of like real life and media produced about like the cops being shitty to black people. Yeah. To kind of like just to highlight the fact that it's always happened. But this, at this point in time, like this was when it was uh, very obvious to white people that it was happening. And Angela, they meet up with Max and Angela's, they give him the rundown. And Angela's yeah. like, well, we got to get it to the media. And Max yeah. is like, you know what that's going to do, right? Like, like, do you want this entire city to burn down? Because that's what will happen. Yeah. Which is probably true. Yeah, he's right for the wrong reasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a fair point. But he yeah. also says that there's a whole secret, like... He called it something like death squad or some shit. Yeah, like like the police have like death squads that like just disappear people who uh make too much trouble. Yeah. That kind of thing. They've already got enough problems right now. They don't need to bring that down. They have ninety nine problems plus some. So they'll find a better solution. Yeah. Or at least one that's less likely to get them all killed and start a giant riot. Yeah, and I think Rafe or Lenny's idea is to trade the tape to the cops to get them off his back. Off, well, I think off of their collective backs at this point. Well, yes, off their backs. Like, like this is the only they know it wasn't duplicated. So the only because they killed it could be because the duplicator was dead. Trig, trig, or tig, and uh, so if he trades them the original. They can just, you know, no harm, no foul their way out of things, which is a, that's a reach. Yeah. 
So they come up with a plan to go to the big uh, New Year's party where yeah. everybody's going to be. Out. It's like Times Square, L.A. Yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett, rightfully so, is like, you're just doing this to try to save Faith. Like, your ass. Your own ass. No. Yeah, and your own ass. Yeah. Like, you like, should stop stop watching those things. Memories fade for a reason, which is a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, we have something that can maybe make some real political change, and you just want to trade it away to protect your own ass. Yeah. Your own white ass. You know, like, because she's, like, she's coming from it of the perspective, you know, she is a black woman who has been dealing with racism and shitty cops for her entire life. And, you know, she's, like, we can maybe and maybe use this to make some real change and make, hundred, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people's, of li- people's lives better. And you just want to trade it away to protect your own ass. Yeah, and save this girl who doesn't even give a shit about you. Yeah. But, but this, he goes off to do but then surprise he turns it over to her because he realized because he has a heart of gold despite being a you know ex cop who deals in mental drugs. Yeah. So they head off. The plan is that Angela Bassett is gonna go find the like commissioner guy. Yeah, the one the one guy who the guy who busted Lenny for being terrible. Because he's like, look, if if anybody is clean in the co- in the cops, it's that guy. So go to him, give it to him, and it'll be fine. Other because every you know it doesn't matter above or below who is who is dirty. He will do the right thing because he did the right thing against me. Yeah, but that's why he can't be the one that gives it to him. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> And so, so she, she just, <laughs> just busts into the men's bathroom is like, hey, you got to check this out. And he's like, one, you're a woman in the men's bathroom. Two, the, having that's illegal. And three, my dick's out. Can we not do this right now? Yeah, she basically, it, it'd be like just busting in to somebody's bedroom or they're fucking getting dressed. Like busting into the commissioner's bedroom while he's getting dressed with a pound of cocaine, throwing it down, and be like, "Why don't you do some fucking lines, bro?" Like, yeah. what, what? What is? What is your game? Yeah, and he's like, "If this wasn't New Year's Eve, I would just have you arrested on the spot. Just get the fuck out of the men's bathroom, please." Yeah, and she does. Yeah, she's like, "I knew this was a bad idea," and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, probably could have found a little more." diplomatic way to have gotten that to him but uh, at some point she fights the bad the bad thugs they're bad still at it well cause they yeah so she's out in like LA Times Square and uh the cops you know uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and um the other guy uh spot her and start chasing her because they know that she can ID them yeah. Uh but at this point, uh Nero has made it upstairs and 
finds he, he goes to he finds out that Faith has a uh, a part as a, a room in the hotel. Goes to her room and there is a a recording waiting for him. Yeah, and he puts it in, and it is the same blue toned like you know like color timed uh visual and he the this person uh finds uh Juliet Lu- Faith in the uh in the room uh throws her on the bed cuts her panties off with a uh with a box cutter and proceeds and then like puts a belt around her neck and, and proceeds to have sex with her but turns out that she that she enjoyed it because she recognized the person because it was uh, Max Sizemore. Yeah, well, he doesn't see yeah. all of that first. He gets to the part yeah. where it looks bad. He takes it off, yeah. goes to the bedroom, finds music producer guy dead in there. Whose brain is cooked. Not dead. Well, not dead. Just Terry Shivote again. Yeah. So he watches the rest, and that's when he sees it's Faith and Max Sizemore. And then Max Sizemore shows up, and he's like, yep, figured it out, huh? And he's like, yeah, eh, no, not really. Please explain. I mean, your your video, I guess you're colorblind, because that, that was what caused the blue tint. Yeah, or or the whatever brain trauma he suffered when he got shot. Yeah. No, he says colorblind in the movie, but I, I, I also attributed it more to the 22 pistol shot that he took to the head yeah um so max uh, comes down with a bad case of exposition yeah and then faith comes out and provides some more exposition while like rubbing herself up against max sizemore yeah because it turns out that okay it's gonna take a second because it's kind of convoluted it is a little bit convoluted yes so music producer guy had become very paranoid uh, because of all the tapes he'd been watching. Because he's like, bang, bang, fuck, I'm dead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, he gets Max to start following Faith. Faith says, why are you following me? And, I mean, if, and he lets her know that he got paid to. So he's like, well, well if you're going to follow me anyway, might as well start banging. Yeah. And so, because because uh, Michael Wincott didn't know that they were that they knew each other through yeah. uh, Lenny, and so he's like, "Well, if we're gonna spend a lot of time together, we might as well spend a lot of time inside e- each other." Yeah, a common thing people do. Yeah. That's, so, that's, in order, that's a normal human. Word. In order to free Faith from the clutches of the music producer, he comes up with the plan to do all the bad things and then make it look like retroactively that Nero had done all the bad things, you know, like with, yeah. with the Iris and the whatnot. Yeah. Um, that he, everybody that uh, Max Sizemore had killed that he was going to pin it all on, uh, you know, Lenny Nero. Yeah. Except for Iris was recording it because music producer was so paranoid that he wanted her to keep an eye on Jericho one. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the cops just executed Jericho one for no fucking reason, uh, everyone was like, Holy shit. This is like racial, uh, 
you know, firestorm waiting to go off. Maybe we kind of bury this as much as we can, but Iris made sure that it didn't get buried. Yeah, that was all just a weird coincidence that she happened to get that. Yeah. So now all that's left to do is steal uh, Nero's gun, put one in Music Producer, and then everything is all where it needs to be. He'll go down for everything. Faith and Max Sizemore can ride off into the sunset. And I don't know. Except, except Faith isn't 100p on Max Sizemore's side. No, maybe she still has feelings for... The guy, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think she was more scared by Max. So she was like, well, I will tell you whatever you need to hear. So you don't fuck me up too much. But then Nero kind of loses his shit when his life is threatened and uh, fights a Max Sizemore in the hotel room. I ends up with Max Sizemore dangling by Lenny's tie over the balcony after putting the box cutter in Lenny's back. And so Lenny literally, literally backstabs uh, Lenny after having figuratively backstabbed him through the entire movie. Uh, Lenny pulls out the box cutter, cuts his tie off, uh, which was worth more than uh, Max Sizemore's wardrobe, as stated earlier in the movie, which we did not cover. And Max Sizemore falls to death on top of, of an ice cream man truck. Yeah. And then we cut back to Angela Bassett. Who was being chased through the crowd by terrible cops. Yeah. And uh, they just start shooting at her, and they shoot everyone around her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It it is... It's everything turned up to 11. And it's crazy to me that all these people are jammed down there, and there's a ton of cops and they're not just like plainclothes officers or whatever they got like riot shields there's tanks and shit yeah they literally have tanks on the street like it looked like washington dc after 9-11 yeah like Uh, national guard ass shit was going on out there yeah yeah because i i live near washington dc i had to drive my wife into work and pick her up from work uh at during 9-11 and like literally there were armed soldiers on every corner in downtown DC and we saw multiple like military vehicles as well. That is what it looked like. Only this was just, Hey, it's LA in at new year's Eve. Like that was fucked. So the cops shoot like six people. Uh, they, they finally pinned down, so Angela Bassett gets the better of the two fucking asshole cops. Yeah. And ends up like handcuffing them to like a security barrier or something. And, but that's when the other cops show up. Yeah. And they start who, yeah, who like, you know, give her the whole, like, you know, drop the gun, get on the ground, yada, yada, yada thing. And then they, you know, as she's getting to the ground, they just like beat on her because apparently she wasn't getting to the ground quick enough. Yeah, and this Even causes if she, got, if she had moved quicker, they would have shot her. So yeah. yeah, can't win, can't can't win for losing. Exactly. This causes a full on riot to break out. Yeah, some like teen, preteen or young teen kids like sees all this is like fuck this, I'm jumping a cop <laughs> because they have. 
No, no sense of mortality or common sense because they are like a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, which in turn the rest of the crowd's like, "Hey, fuck it! If that kid's got the stones to go for it." Yep. There's there's hundreds of there's like tens of thousands of us and there's tens of them there's hundreds of them like we can do this. Yeah, riot breaks out, but you know thanks to the heavily militarized police, they get order back pretty quick. Uh, and the the commissioner guy shows up. Yep, uh, Captain uh, Captain Straightlace, and he apparently has either he or someone watched the the tape. Yeah, and he says, "Arrest and these fucking assholes for murder, murderly erdler, Chris." And they uh they go to arrest him. Asshole character actor guy whose name escapes me again. William Fitchner? Yeah. Fitcher? Fitchner? He manages to get a gun. It looks like he's going to go uh, out in a blaze of glory, but then he just uh, punches his own card instead. Yeah, he just eats a he eats a bullet. Yeah. Uh, coward. Vincent D'Onofrio doesn't care for that very much. No, he's like, I have hair. Let's go, fuckers. Yeah, he gets shot up. Yep. Good. God, Vincent D'Onofrio with hair disturbs me so much. I know I've said it earlier, but god damn, is it it a weird fucking image. And, uh, the movie's not over yet. You would think it is by now, but no, it's still, it's still going. Yep. Yep. Uh, somehow Nero is there immediately. Yeah, well, he makes his way down because he's like, well, I've saved the day on my end. You seem to have saved the day on your end we should apparently suck face yeah now we love each other very much yeah i mean so like they kind of they say but don't tell they say but don't show or tell but don't show them like maybe having romantic feelings towards each other like there is zero chemistry like sexual chemistry between those two actors in this movie but at the end they end up kissing and i was like oh like they definitely had more of a like a big sister little brother vibe yeah during this movie you weren't like oh but, will they won't they you were like oh okay they're they're friends who have a no. mutual respect for yeah you have a they shouldn't but they do yeah um yeah and then they kiss and then I guess that's pretty much it uh nothing is really Nearly. resolved yeah faith gets arrested for Something. Yeah, something. I'm not 100% sure, but she got arrested. Probably for being involved with Max Sizemore. It seems like they figured that out pretty quick. Yeah, but I mean, technically she didn't stop him from killing people, so... Accessory? I guess. guess. And then, I mean, that's, that's... Pretty much it. They they have a kiss that is weird. And there's a pretty good Peter Gabriel song over the end credits. Yeah, because why not? Yeah, I mean, it's it it was kind of good. I kind of enjoyed it. I was surprised. I mean, I like Mr. Peter Gabriel, but it was a good Peter Gabriel song over the end credits. I'd never heard before. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie film that I requested? It's pretty good. It's uh, a little, little long. 
it's like almost two and a half. Yeah. Uh, you def they definitely could have found a like a probably a solid fifteen twenty minutes you could have pulled out of I, there easy. I think they could have pulled a half hour out if they really tried. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of stuff that like, but they go back to that nightclub like four times for no there's like real reason. There's like three musical numbers. Yeah. In this. What they could have like shortened and or just removed one of the the entire end sequence is way too long. Oh god, yeah, it's like a half hour of just like they could have been five minutes. Yeah, but it's still good. Yes. I I really like the technology. Once you realize, like, especially like on a technical level, when you realize that they had to figure out how to do all that POV stuff. It makes the whole thing even more interesting that they managed to pull it off. That stuff looks real good. You would have no idea that the thing was held together by duct tape and prayers to get it to work. And it's it's kind of cool to see a movie where you're you're like you're watching it two years before the dystopia happens. Yeah, it's also weird to watch it 23 years after the dystopia happened and be like, oh, look, all this shit they were complaining about is still just fucking going on. Yeah, it's almost depressingly, like, accurate still. Yeah, it's depressingly prescient. It's depressient. Yeah, except for replace uh, weird squid videos with, like, cell phone cameras and, like, yeah, it's kind of the same vibe. Oh god, that 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 guy getting fucking kneeled on in Minneapolis. Ugh. Like it was like that level of terrible. But I mean it's worth the watch. It's pretty good. Some solid solid acting, a whole bunch of like nineties people you'll recognize throughout the thing. Oh yeah. The the tech's fun. Like I think that that as the main conceit really lets them like do some fun stuff with the story and like opens up some interesting questions about that sort of thing, which is part of the fun of anything that's cyberpunky is the tech and the questions it raises. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a little flabby, but it's good. I say, give it a watch. What do you think, Troy? Well, I generally only recommend movies. I enjoy (laughs) unless it's one I've, I'm morbidly curious about like the greasy strangler. Um, so yeah, I, I am a 100 P on board with this one. Uh, it's, it, it is flabby. I, it could definitely use some, some cutting, uh, some editing. I, I, I mean, your editor would have made a better movie on this one, but overall, and this movie, like gives me an idea of like, imagine like, not only if you like think of like peer to peer, like, you know, Kazaa, BitTorrent, but combine that with like just always on like Wi-Fi, like you could just spread horrible recordings about people across like the country or the world in a matter of minutes or days. Like if the fappening had happened with this technology, it would have been fucking wild. Oh, imagine streaming it live. You would just be another person. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the, the idea that like, this technology would just destroy the human race if it existed. Honestly, like there's just, there's no, there's no way that humanity could use this technology ethically all the time. There would be, it would be like 5% ethical stuff, 95% unethical stuff. And we, we just devolve into horror. Uh, it's, it's, it, it is, it is amazing to me. The, when I think about like what this technology would do to us as a race. Uh, but yeah, no, overall though, I like a good noir detective story, which is what this was. I involve, I, I enjoy weird, wild tech, like SimSense or whatever you want to call this technology. It's yeah, this, this movie hits a lot of my buttons in a good way. It just, it could have been shorter. It could have been tighter, but other than that, it's a fantastic movie. So I say, watch it. Uh, so what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Nemesis. As suggested to us by a fun-paid wintern, Christian, who was like, if you guys are doing cyberpunk, you gotta do this one. I know nothing about this movie. I hope it's good. I assume it's about a nemesis. I Potentially. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Hopefully it's good. If not, Christian, well, we'll just dock you some fun. Because yeah. you, if you fuck up our fun, we fuck up your fun, Christian. It's only fair. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Chris, what if people wanted to uh, suggest other movies to us? How could they do so? Uh-huh. <laughs> the turn, the, tur- the the tables have turned. Uh, okay. You want me to do it, Chris? I'll do it. All right. So they could email us at uh, slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could message us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could go to our subreddit r slash shp podcast and put a request there. I think I may be the only one who would see that, but I would see it and I would edit. Uh, but the very best way to go is to go to our discord.starspitzes.com and sign up and take that invite there and go to the hashtag movie dash request channel and put a request in there. And I will add it to the list. And uh, if you would like to uh, listen to us in any way, other way than you currently are, I don't know. Just, just, just do it. Do it. Yeah, I mean, it's twenty twenty three. I mean, we're on every fucking like streaming platform, audio streaming platform there is. Yeah. So just, just do it. Yeah, yeah you stuff. might have to say, you might have to say, Slaughter's Princess podcast on things like on uh, the Echo because uh, our 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 lovely uh, virtual bird has claimed the Slaughterhouse Princess song title in a lovely song that you probably might enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy it. I have listened to it probably dozens, if not over a hundred times at this point in my life. It is a good song. It makes me, it makes me feel happiness when I hear it, even though it's about killing people at a prom. Uh, but, (laughs) but you know, that's par for the course for Slarish princess. This is what we're into. Yeah. Oh, so if you'd like to support us financially, go to patreon.slarishprincess.com. Or store.slaughterhouseprincess.com and buy some merch there, which includes uh, our lovely Slaughterhouse Princess tumblers, as uh, suggested to us by Mr. Green. Thank you, Mr. Green. I love my tumbler. Uh, and we're going to get your Niborp shirt, as designed by uh, our fun-paid intern, Christian. I have one of those as well, and I love wearing it. I think I'll wear it at Dismember the Alamo this year. A good call. Yeah. So come back next time for Nemesis.
And while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Goodbye. Yeah, if you if you don't have a name attached, then it's not worth answering. <laughs>